Gina and Lydia and you're listening to Retweet and today we're talking about religious institutions so we're we'll gonna be talking about ways that we connected to religious institutions that we were a part of and then also ways that we didn't connect to them yeah and um, our guest today is our good friend Mavita um I don't even know how to introduce Mavita like Introduce yourself, I'm like... She's a double Pisces, so you know what? It's going to get emotional here. We're going to cry. We're going to go on a roller coaster of emotions, but <laughs> we will go through it together. Yes. Um. So, yeah. I don't know where you guys want to... Yeah. So, just, like, I guess to start off, like, we do understand that, like, religion is a touchy subject, and, like, this isn't, like... Mm-hmm. An episode that we're here to like mock anyone by any means. I think that sometimes our podcasts are just, like, funny. And I'm sure it's going to get funny, but just to like keep in mind like we're not trying to offend anyone and yeah. if there's any like thing that we say that's like politically incorrect you guys can drag us or like let us know mm-hmm. we love criticism yeah i love learning um but i guess just as a backstory i've mentioned it a million times in the podcast so i'm excited to like elaborate on it um so i come from like a pentecostal family um how i identify i guess is like identify as i identify as a christian um that's all I really have to say about that. It's so complicated, but I identify as a Christian just to give context. Um, and then for myself, I grew up in an Orthodox Christian family. Um, we never like practiced that much. Like if that makes sense, like we never like went to church um, as a family, like every Sunday type of thing. But um, I think I found faith more uh, as an adult. Um, obviously, I grew up around it, but like I wasn't invested in it by any means until I was older um so yeah I identify as a Christian as well Mm -hmm. and for me um I've grown up in a Baha'i household so both my parents are Baha'i and um like when you're 15 you get to declare so I I declared when I was 15 so I am a Baha'i and for people that don't know what is the Baha'i faith well, hopefully I don't butcher this. Um, <laughs> well, the internet is your friend, y'all. But like, I Babita didn't know, will, like, yeah. yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know what Baha'i was before I met Babita, you know? So, like, for those of us that may not know, I don't know. Yeah. Um, so the Baha'i faith um, is, like, the newest world religion. Um, we just, we believe in manifestations so that there is one God and that all um, messengers of God are sent from him to us so that we can realize, like, our spiritual um like potentials Mm -hmm. so basically um like abraham um krishna moses zoroaster buddha uh, jesus christ so they were all sent down to us to like help that population in that time to realize these things like Mm -hmm. morals and um like the right from wrong Mm -hmm. um and then the baha'i faith um we have baha'u'llah is our messenger of god and um, he had a son, Abdu'l-Bahá, and his son is our perfect example. Mm-hmm. So Abdu'l-Bahá, like, traveled around the world. He came to, like, Montreal, and he went to New York, and he went, um, like, sent letters to, like, the Queen of England and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, basically we just believe in the unity of mankind, that all religions are one, and, you know, equality of women and men, and hopefully our society gets there. Okay, cool. Nice. Okay, so did you... like I don't want to say because I feel like religious is just like a hard word because Mm -hmm. I know especially like growing up I would like describe the way I grew up and like the institution I grew up as like religious um but we never really said religious it was very much just like it's spiritual like you know what I mean which I get but I feel like isn't spirituality different yeah that's that's what I'm saying at this point at least like that's how people use it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, that's what I'm saying. So even at that time, like, I, like, looking back in context, like, do think some of the things we were doing was religious because it was founded in, like, ritual and tradition and rules, okay? Mm-hmm. But I think that when you're kind of in that mindset, you're like, this is just spiritual. I don't want to, like, connect to, like, I don't want to feel like I'm doing this because of a rule book. I do this because I'm, like, spiritual. So I feel like it's hard because the people that I think are really religious wouldn't identify as religious. They would just say they're spiritual. Does that make sense? So to clarify, like the church I went to, they identify as spiritual, but I see that as religious because it is very confined to like a book of rules Mm -hmm. and it is very much mandated by like a hierarchy of people. Mm -hmm. So to me, like I look at that and I'm like, that's not spiritual because like there is like a definite like hierarchy of like authority that like is dictated not only by like a spiritual Mm -hmm. um 
like relationship but like personable relationships mm-hmm. yeah so but I was getting at that like do you feel like you grew up very spiritual or like religious I don't know for me like I believe in religion okay and I believe that we are spiritual beings okay mm-hmm. so for me I think like there's no one or the other I okay. think like for me it's just like I'm I believe in religions all religions and I'm a spiritual being Okay. So mm-hmm. like they come in hand in hand for me personally. Mm-hmm. What about you? Um, I always felt spiritual because <laughs> <laughs> I always I'm like such a deep feeler. Yeah. I like mm-hmm. deep like I like feel so intensely about things. It's like a part of me is embarrassed about that, but it's not a big deal. I'm like trying to feel like I'm trying to like reassure myself that it's okay. Mm-hmm. But um, I always felt very connected to God, and I always felt I never felt like God never existed. Mm-hmm. There was definitely like a short period of time where I was a nihilist and I was depressed, but like that quickly subsided, like mm-hmm. very easily. Um, yeah. Kind of because so in our uh, assertive episode, Karen said something really important. She was like, "I'm not." Um, I'm not cocky because I'm I relate to the idea of humbleness because I know that everything I do is because of God. Mm. Like she knows like everything that I am, like it can be taken away because of God. Mm. I know I didn't do this out of my own strength. And when she said that, I really, really identified because there's mm. just so many things where I'm like, I know that could not have been me. And mm. that's not like a diss to myself mm. by any means. It's just like I know it could not have been me. Mm. Um so I always felt very, very spiritual. Yeah. But I always knew that, like, in the ways that I identified spiritually, so, like, for example, Christi- mm-hmm. Christianism, I never felt like... Christianity. Yeah, Christianity. Sorry, not Christianism. <laughs> I'm like, what's Christianism? <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. You know, Christianity. Um, <laughs> I never felt like I could up? believe. I never felt like I belonged. Yeah. Especially in the institutions that I was going to because a lot of places I was going to was, like, uh, quote-unquote, like, multicultural churches, mm-hmm. but, like, there were actually white churches, um, and I church bounced a lot. I had, like, a home church, but, like, for my teen years. But, like, as a kid, like, I never had, like, a sandstone church mm-hmm. that I grew up in. And it was all the same attitude. It was, like, very exclusionary. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll get into that. So, Dina. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. Like I said, I grew up as a Christian. Um, but we were the type of family that, like, only went to church on religious holidays. Like, it would be, like, mostly, like, Easter or, like, St. Michael's Day or stuff like that. Um, so yeah, and then I think I grew up, grew into more feeling very, very spiritual as, um, I grew up. So I think, like, when you go through things, you kind of need something to turn to, Mm -hmm. and I turned to God. Um, so yeah, I just always felt that, like, life would be really, really sad if, like, humans were the biggest thing out there. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, um... Yeah, that's where, like, kind of my journey with faith started. Um, but, it, like, I mean, I did grow up with that institution. So I don't, I don't know if my path would have been different if my parents were, like, atheist or, like, they didn't believe in anything. Like, maybe I wouldn't have found religion. And I get, I get the argument that, like, you're not just what your parents are. Yeah. And I think that, you know, I, like, the Baha'i thing where you, like, declare at 15 is really cool because you know faith is a really individual journey Mm -hmm. um so yeah uh yeah like when I finished high school like going into university um I went to like bible study a lot I prayed a lot Mm. I um would like cry in church like I was just like a very like devout Christian at like that time in my life but I was also going through a lot so I think it's easy to turn to God when you're going Mm. through a lot and then um yeah I'm still a faith but I just I struggle with it sometimes so that's kind of where I am right now yeah Yeah. it's just hard because so looking back like the strongest points of my um like Christianity was when I was a teenager so when I was a teenager I think my ideas around what was reality was Mm -hmm. I don't want to say like naive but yeah I was like naive it was like very limited and Mm -hmm. so one of the main reasons that I decided to not continue going to the church that I was going to or I guess like a lot of the churches in London or all the churches in London was because I felt like there was a lot of racism and sexism 
um, in ways that were subliminal and in ways that were just like outward. And I, as a teen, like kind of consciously knew that, but I also felt like it's not that big of a deal, like I'll brush it off. And as I got older, I was like, I literally cannot handle this. Like mm-hmm. I literally can't stand being here. Mm-hmm. And it just felt like so much resentment built up because of that. Um, so like what I'm saying with that is like, it was easier for me to turn to God and to these people when I wasn't such a critical thinker, if that makes sense. And I hate to say that because mm-hmm. not to say that if you're part of the church, you're not a critical thinker. I don't think mm-hmm. that at all. But it's just because I became so like analytical about everything they would say or the positions that were mm-hmm. like being brought up. I was like, why is this? And it was either like you don't speak about this or like it was the answer I didn't like. Mm-hmm. Um. So like how was race dealt with in your religious experiences both of you actually because since i grew up um ethiopian orthodox i went to ethiopian churches you know what i mean so i never really had that like white church experience like i've been to white church but like i've never had that and then like for you mavita like i know probably a lot of the baha'i things that you go to are like majority persian persian people right yeah. so like obviously there's that like racial disconnect there so mm-hmm. for both of you guys like mm-hmm. how do you think your race affected you i guess yeah so for me um the baha'i faith was founded in iran so a lot of the followers are um of the baha'i faith are persian and i'm half persian so like i kind of like have an in but because i'm like my other half is randis like i felt like the full persian youth or like children just like were tighter Mm -hmm. so like some ways in like I felt like excluded on things or like they would all be speaking like Farsi and I'd be like yeah I only understand like half of what you're saying or Mm -hmm. not at all or I felt like they were all like at each other's houses because like their parents were closer so like that's a, a struggle that I had growing up like but like I'm also a social person so I didn't let that really affect me but Mm -hmm. I definitely felt that some days or like some events where all the Persian like youth were hanging out and I would just like hang out with my sister or like find other people who are of other races to like Mm -hmm. hang out with um but yeah it's also like very different because for me um like I went to a Catholic school so all my life I've gone to like Catholic French schools so like a with like race like all my friends were either like persian and baha'i or they were all like black at school like and they were catholic oh, so like i, I never really like there was like always boundaries that way mm-hmm. yeah i see what you're saying so what you were getting like in baha'i space you were getting at school yeah yeah okay mm-hmm. that makes sense yeah oh that kind of makes a lot of sense for me because i did go to white like i went to french school that was only white kids and then i went to church was only white kids yeah so i just had a double whammy yeah <laughs> Um, so my church did not deal with race at all. Um, it's hard because like, especially with, um, white churches, there's very much that savior complex. So how many mission trips have I heard of people going to Africa (laughs) and (laughs) holding little African children being like, we're helping them, but no one wants to talk about colonization, right? Like Mm -hmm. that was one layer of it all. But, um, so I used to go to youth group. So what youth group is, is like, just like church for teenagers. Um, and we used to have this thing at our church, like my church very specifically called tough topics okay so every i think it was like once a month we would like talk about what was like a tough topic i said that in quotations um and we would discuss it and we'd see like what does the bible say about it so one time we had a tough topic about homosexuality and that was like as i think and and in the moment i definitely knew it was stupid but like in hindsight what it was very it was just like idiocracy and it was just like so stupid because it was like <laughs> idiocracy. it was so dumb and like it's just because it was like handled by adults yeah it was just anyways it was just stupid because it was it's being homosexual or like being a part of the lgbt a lot of times isn't something that is like visually obvious so like to think that you're taught like it was just like assume that everybody in the room was straight and yeah. it was held by people that like were like identified as straight and it's like why are you holding this like, like you don't what even were they know talking about so they'd ask questions like 
Um, so this is how it was held. So we had like a big whiteboard and the uh, pastor at the time, like a youth pastor, was like, okay guys, like raise your hand. We're gonna write down all the questions and we're gonna go one by one and answer them. So someone would be like, so are people born gay or is it a choice? Um, why is there pride parades? It's not like I'm going on the street talking about how I'm straight. Like it was just like things that were like, you didn't think about this twice. You just wanted to say something for shock value, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, okay. so after that was over, it was kind of really bad, but <laughs> whatever. Um, someone <laughs> that was my friend at the time, or this is my friend, but at the time they had asked like, hey, like, why don't we have a tough topic on race? Because we all kind of felt, and this is like me plus my two other friends that were black at this church, um, felt like there was like a little bit of attention and some inappropriate comments that would come our way. And, mm-hmm. uh, we were like, we should have a race tough topic and immediately the response was like no we don't need a race we don't need to race tough topics and I was like of course like you like as a white pastor like don't think we need a race like mm-hmm. tough topic talks like we're telling you and you're like not respecting um our like our like declaration of like there's racism in the church yeah. and that's racism in itself because it's just telling black people that their requests or their beliefs like aren't to be trusted like we're literally telling you there is a problem and you're like no 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 baby like you're delusional like mm-hmm. there isn't a problem but well like it just goes to show when you're in like no matter what the institution religious educational mm-hmm. whatever it is if you're in i'm sorry if you're in an institution that is run predominantly by white males that that's just the reality like that's what's gonna happen because those are the people that are set to represent you yeah and like you see it a lot in church with like you'll see like women in like the choir or like you know doing all that stuff but you don't see a woman leading the freaking you know yeah the service and it's hard because like especially like the moments where i was really i was leaving church that's when i started getting really like more obliviously hectic Mm -hmm which is reason why I left. Um, like, women were, like, explicitly told, like, you're not supposed to speak in church unless, like, your husband or your partner was, like, behind you, which is crazy. I mean, I don't even know why I'm saying partner. I'm just so used to being inclusive. It's actually just fucking husband. <laughs> He's not partner. Like, you couldn't be there with your man at the back or, like, whatever. Like, it literally just had to be yeah. your husband. Um, That's very different because in the Baha'i faith, like, even though I said it's majority Persian, um, it's very diverse. Like, there are Baha'is all over the world. So, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But do you think that could have something to do with it being, like, a newer religion? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, people. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. like, I feel like. And, like, definitely, like, how you said, like, only, like, white males lead. Like, that is not seen at the Baha'i faith. Like, in yeah. at feasts that we hold. I mean, like, I guess we can only really talk about, like, a white Christian church. Like, we can't really speak on, like, other religions. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to, quite frankly, because I'm never going to offend someone. Yeah. But, um. Yeah, like, I think that you can see gender divides across all religions. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) And it's just so hard because, especially growing up, um, and you can let me know if this is reality, but one of the biggest parts about being Christian is, like, you wanted everyone to know the good news, right? Like, that's the gospel. Like, Mm -hmm. everyone should know the good news, Mm -hmm. and you are an example of, you know, like, God's following. Like, you are a chosen one, Mm -hmm. which I don't particularly, like, don't believe, but it's hard because even now, like, it's so hard to talk about. A lot of people don't know about all the things that happened with me in church because you don't want to talk about it because it's you were told so your whole... Yeah, it's taboo, but also, you like, you're supposed to represent the church. And if you're talking negatively about the church, now everyone is going to think negatively about the church, and now no one's going to find Jesus because of you. And, like, that was the message I kind of got told my whole life. It's like, you need to be good because people are watching. People know you're a Christian. And that's a lot of pressure. That's a lot mm-hmm. of pressure, especially when you're, like, a young kid and you're, like, trying to figure yourself out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's hard when, especially, like, in the Christian phase. Or, oh, my God, I can't speak English. It's faith. hard when in the Christian faith, um, like, I think, for me, faith was a very individual journey. Um, but you're supposed, like, part of it is you're supposed to spread the good news. And it's, mm-hmm. like, that was a part of faith that was really really like still is difficult for me because it's such a like personal thing to me um so that's something I really struggle with Mm -hmm. for me now like so in the Baha'i faith like you said like we have to spread the good word so we have like these institute books that we go through so there's like children's classes 
and then we have junior youth program and then we have the Ruhi Institute so they're all like specific books that you can go through at different stages of your life that just help you realize like what confirmation looks like from God and like Mm -hmm. what virtues are for children and just like all these things that are like spiritual qualities that you know can help us get through life and like we have to do door to door to like invite people to those things right so like door to door in your neighborhood yes so like like with random people just hi yes and like at first, I was really, like, I didn't like it because I was like, I'm a Jehovah, Jehovah Witness. Like, <laughs> I'm screwing, yeah. I'm here about Jesus, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> the thing is, like, people are so, because it's such a taboo topic, people yeah. will, like, you can't really do it any other way. Like, you have to go to the people's doors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And because, like, I don't know if. Like, for me, like, as I got older, like, I saw less and less of my friends who were in children's classes, for example, like, at the junior youth program. Like, you just lose people yeah, as you, you get do. older, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't know. Like, talking about it, like, got easier for me when I started doing outreach and when I became an animator for the junior youth program because, like, we needed to outreach to these, like, 12 to 15-year-olds. And the only way to find them is at home when they're, like, playing Fortnite on their phones, right? Mm-hmm. So, like talking about my faith and like talking about religion and spirituality like got easier as I did this outreach like Mm. in Mm -hmm. my teen years yeah so like that's something that like obviously wasn't like fun at first but got easier so like that's why like you guys are invited to my devotionals that (laughs) you guys know about the Baha'i faith it's because like I'm not afraid to like talk about it and like if you guys give me a bad response then like okay well Mm -hmm. but that's like I don't know like that's like training that I just have like that's my men- my mentality. I'm like the type where I'm like I'm not going to talk to you about religion unless you are like I know you're religious as well. Mm. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, I'm me just, too. I don't know. It's so true and I think like especially because I do feel like especially in the last like 3 years or I guess like coming up on 4 which is so scary to think about um like I haven't been sure about my status. Like even like being on the podcast right now like I haven't actually declared if I was like Christian or not. But even the idea of me saying I'm not spooks me the fuck out like you know what I mean Mm -hmm. just because if you're someone who your whole life was so sure about your uh like your belief system Mm -hmm. and then the minute it gets questioned the minute you're like I don't know it's like how could everything in my life leading up till now almost like fall apart in my hands Mm -hmm. so I saw this meme, but it was honestly so true um, about, like, people who often, like, leave the church end up, like, being really crazy about astrology, which is literally so true, guys. Or it's, like, or you just get obsessed with something else. Like, you get obsessed about, like, some sort of other, like, structure structure because you can't live without a structure. And Mm -hmm. that was so true for me. It was, like, as soon as I left the church or I stopped going to church regularly, like, I needed something else, even on a playful note, needed something to tell me exactly what to do. Mm. And like how to, the world works. Or how the yeah. world works, because I've never, I'm not used to not mm-hmm. having someone tell me how the world works. Because there's comfort in religion. There is there comfort is. in knowing that you can pray about something, or if you need an answer, there's a book to go to. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So there's comfort in that structure. Mm-hmm. Just to go back to what you said about, like, not knowing what your status was. So, like I said, like, I grew up in a household that was, like, Baha'i, and I am a Baha'i, but I went to Catholic schools. Mm -hmm. So, there was literally a point in time where, like, you go to religion class. So, I was literally reading the Bible every week in religion class. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I always wondered, so what do you guys do in religion class? Did you not have one? I I went to public school my whole life. Did you? Oh, okay. No, No, I haven't to public school. Okay, yeah. yeah. So I went to Catholic school. So you have, it's like a class. Like you take like gym, English, and religion, and you just sit in class and like you literally read the Bible. You only learn about like Catholicism? Yes. Oh, I think you guys learn about everybody's religion. I think there's like a world religion class in like maybe grade 12. Yeah. You have to wait till grade 12? (laughs) I don't. (laughs) (laughs) You're 18 to be like. like there's other things out here no like i don't remember i just like it's just like imprinted in my brain i just remember being like now open up your bibles yeah (laughs) Yeah. and then there was like one project like at the end of the year your project was like like explore another religion and like there was me and like another Mm baha'i in my class and we did a presentation on the baha'i faith in religion class but Mm -hmm. like there was literally a time in my life where i was like am i a catholic you know, mm-hmm. but then I literally had to, like, <laughs> I literally had to pause and be like, wait, like, you're Baha'i, you believe in Jesus Christ as well. 
you know like yeah. it's not a pick or choose like i am a baha'i and i believe in muhammad i believe in jesus christ like i believe in buddha you know yeah so like th- i needed that like click but there was literally like months where i was in religion class like hmm, hmm you know does like, this yeah. start to make sense it is hard though because i now that i'm thinking about it like even though like i can speak from a place where it's like oh like it was so hard to like be a christian like i definitely don't like want to diminish the fact that like i can say christian and everyone knows what i'm saying Mm. like i go to school and like all the holidays that i want off for my religion they're off you know what i'm saying so like i know that like i have like a mainstream i have like we live in a christian nation right so it's like i know that i have that privilege so i can't imagine what it's like being a part of a religious like a religion that doesn't cater or, like, is it? No one knows about it, right? Like, people yeah. know about Islam, even though they don't get the religious holidays off. Yeah. People know about, like, Jewish like Jewish religion, but they don't get the holidays off. They have to ask for it. But you're in, a ca- like, a special case where it's, like, people, you have to constantly explain yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're always like, oh, what's that? And I'm like, honestly, I've been in my, in, like, I've been in the Baha'i faith my whole life, but I can't even tell you, like, I'm not very good at explaining it. It's mm-hmm. almost like I've lived in it, and, like, I understand it. Yeah. But, like... I feel like I haven't read enough about it to be like I can spit this information back out like with mm-hmm. confidence, which mm-hmm. is like really sad. Yeah. No, but that's the hard like that's the crazy part too because like now that I'm thinking, you actually do have to explain it to people. Mm-hmm. And even in my case, like I could tell you like the book definition of what it means to be a Christian, but I couldn't give you like I don't know. It is hard because I if, if I knew what it really was like to yeah, be a good no Christian, I would do that, it. Yeah. yeah, but no, no one's gonna, gonna ask me that. Like, oh, I'm Christian. Okay, what's that? Like, no one's gonna ask you that mm-hmm. because there is that like privilege associated with certain religions. Yeah. Um, yeah, far beyond just a holiday. Like, yeah, there's I have so to ask many for all my holidays off. Yeah. yeah, but um, yeah, like I can't even. Yeah, I don't know. Do you guys think this is something that I think about a lot because I grew up going to church every Sunday? Do you guys think that you would like raise your child, um, like going to like church or the temple feast, feast every Sunday or wherever every day? I don't <laughs> every night like every ninety days. I don't go to church now, so it's like I don't maybe if I would get to a point in my life that I did go to church, then I I guess, but like I don't know. I don't think you need to obviously go to church to be a follower of whatever, like of mm. Christianity. Um, we did like I, ha- I go to Bible study. We haven't like started up this year yet. Lydia dropped out. Um, <laughs> I had to drop out. <laughs> but um, yeah. So like, there's that, and I think for me at least, like Bible study is a more effective way of like practicing religion than going to church, just mm. because I think it allows me to like think more critically about what I'm reading and I don't know like in church I'll just be sitting there and like I might fall asleep and I don't know like Mm. I just feel like that's better for me um because it's also like in a group setting so you're sharing and you're doing um the like the the group work of Mm -hmm. religion but then also taking it home Mm -hmm. and doing that individual self-work but I don't know it's hard to like like I don't know if I'm a good Christian you know what I mean so I think that's something that um I struggle with in my religiosity just because there is like a certain mold that they want you to fit in terms of being a good christian and being like someone who is a virtue or someone who's religious um and i think when you're you're that but then you're also someone who's very uh, unapologetic about your existence it's really hard and like i like you listen to the podcast you know what like how my mind works and what like our beliefs are and things like that and so i think it's yeah, I think it definitely is hard to, like, navigate the world being a Christian, but then also trying to be a feminist and also trying to be um, socially aware and then studying, you know, sociology and learning about all these isms in the world. But then, like, you're supposed to be a good Christian. And then, so, I don't know. My mind is, uh, religion is hard. Yeah. It is. It's definitely, like, like you said, like, it's a personal journey. So, like, mm-hmm. for me and in the Baha'i faith, like, you need to do an investigation of truth before you declare so, like you need to almost like do your homework to make sure that you really want to be in this religion but like you said like doing it in a group setting where you're like reading the writings together and understanding it as a collective and then taking whatever touches your heart more home mm-hmm. like i think i really enjoy that aspect as well yeah me too i like i like i love bible study mm-hmm. so i want to come come because it's like open. Yeah. i honestly exactly. guys i had to i had to <laughs> 
stop going just because like I felt I'm still like I know it's a personal issue you're just like, grappling with it's just a yeah God. it's a personal issue of like resentment that I have that I know actually is not tied to God itself like God like I know that and the person who holds the Bible study <laughs> that's very nice um, it's just like the idea of being put back in that space is just like, like organized it's religion yeah it's just like I'm still going through it and I do see myself making a comeback <laughs> <laughs> but I just like I'm trying to figure out all the answers myself but um black girls bible study yeah and like one thing that I <laughs> want to ask like all of us is so we kind of mentioned how like okay like especially for like being a Christian, I know that's different from Avita. Like, I am a part of an institution that um, doesn't cater to me, to be honest. Like, the institutions I was going to, like, the churches I was going to, the organized, like, religion um, I was going to, like, it didn't cater to me. But arguably, the same thing with school, right? Like, I go to white university, like, it's for, like, upper class or, like, middle class, like, white folk. So why do we feel like um, like school is like kind of like an okay thing to go to despite it not catering to me but then like church I can cut it off or like even same thing with f- feminism right like with feminism um, you know historically it was like mostly all white women yeah it was mostly cisgender white women and, but I still identify as a feminist so like why am I why do I feel like it's okay to take part in this institution that historically didn't cater to me mm-hmm. but for whatever reason I felt like you know well the, I mean it caters to you now so that was the point I was gonna bring up because someone brought that point against me they were like well you know like school doesn't cater to you feminism doesn't cater to you but you still identify with those things and I'm like but the difference is the effort like yeah. the difference is is like we're trying to make change. Like, if I ask you in the great year of 2016 or wherever that was to have a race, like, a tough topic on racism, and you tell me there's no issue with racism, like, you know, as a grown adult, I can't believe that you're being that naive. I think you just want to not talk about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's true. Because I always say, like, because you were kind of talking about how, like, the label of, like, being a quote-unquote, like, good Christian, right? And how that may not align with what... Yeah, what image yeah. you're putting out. And I almost want, like, I almost wish there was, like, this idea where, like, I, like, with feminism, right? It's, like, this idea where it's, like, a quote unquote, like, bad feminist. Who wrote that book? Lena Dunham? Is that she? No, Who wrote it? Roxane Gay. <laughs> like, okay, Roxane Gay wrote a book called Bad Feminist, right? And it was talking about how, like, she's not a perfect feminist, but at least she's a feminist, right? And it's, like, I almost wish there was that for Christian, like, for Christianity. Christian. Like, I'm a bad Christian, but at least I'm a Christian, but it's, like, that doesn't happen. Like, yeah. you ha- you were expected to be top tier. And it's, mm. like, there's like, almost, like, a hierarchy. Or, like, I always felt, like, when I was in Christian spaces, I wasn't Christian enough because I didn't go to church, mm. like, all the time, every Sunday. My, my, like, even when I did go, like, it would just be me. Like, my parents wouldn't come or, like, you know, things like that. So I always felt like I wasn't Christian enough when I was around, like, really, really religious, like, Hubbusher girls. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and I always felt like I was immoral. And then also, like, my parents are divorced. And, like... That's a Christian <laughs> no-no, baby. That's a no-no, baby. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I don't know. I just grew up in, like, a very different, like, lifestyle and, like, upbringing um, than maybe a lot of the other people that are in, like, Habesha Orthodox Church. Um, so even if I really identify with certain things, like, I, I never felt like I fit in. So, will I raise my child going to church? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But will I teach them about religion? Yes. Mm-hmm. Because it's not, it's not the, um, yeah, it's more like the, the physical being of the church and, like, the interactions with other people that were kind of hard for me. It was never, like, reading the Bible or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, it, yeah. Like, obviously, okay, actually, let me just shut up. No, but that's the key point, right? It's, like, everything we're bringing up that is actually harmful or bad has nothing to do with actually God. Yeah, institutional design. Yeah, that's what it is. It's the people around you. Like, I, yeah, there's so many situations where, like, I just had bad vibes, for lack of better words, (laughs) Um, from other people that, like, made me feel like, you know, I either pick God or I pick myself. And that's yeah. not, un- like, that's not, like, an A or B. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all of the above. You can do all of the above. You can pick yeah. God and you can be yourself. And it's hard when you're, like, someone who has, like, certain beliefs that maybe are not aligned with the beliefs of the church. So if you, for example, like, if I said I was, like, 
pro-choice. You know what I mean? Um, things like that where it's like that's your belief but it's not aligning with this religion that you have aligned yourself with so where do you stand are you not a christian or are you like you know what i mean yeah i know exactly what so i feel like i had that type of disconnect between my morality and my religion a lot and that was a big struggle for me um but i just came to terms with my own faith i think and i came to terms with my own relationship with god um but being able to be a critical thinker it's really, really important to me. And that's part of my religiosity. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. I think it's hard when you have certain opinions and it's, you know, like if you're... Like clashes. Yeah, it clashes with yeah. like the very, very um, conservative beliefs of your... Or like traditional beliefs of your religion. I yeah. find like you need to find that perfect balance. And like part of the struggle of like finding yourself and then finding how that like how that fits into your religious life or your spiritual life and how like your spirituality fits into like mm-hmm. like who you are right so it's like finding that balance and then i think that kind of gets like harder as you get older than like i'm hoping you know you hit an age and yeah. everything just clicks i'm hoping y'all yeah <laughs> like to think that like i'm struggling with this because my beliefs are different than you know the book but for people whose very existence is different you know what I mean? Like oh, I someone, know exactly what you're talking someone about. Someone yeah. who grows up in the church and then, you know, but they're gay. And oh, then, but yeah. then they st- they still identify with religion. Like how, like I couldn't, I-, I can't even imagine how someone begins to grapple with that. But, you know, there is in the year 2019, like churches that have like, you know, the pride flag on them and things like that. So there's different I don't know yeah ahead, no Lydia. I know I was just gonna say that because in ways that I feel like I'm a minority or very visual right like yeah. I'm a woman and I am black but it's like there's nothing that I really had to do to like come out like I didn't never had to like it was never like a secret that I was like getting oppressed like you know mm-hmm. so like yeah, everyone kind of knew well unless they were ignoring it like they were being naive or ignorant right so like I think about that all the time in the ways that like how much I reek that, like, straight privilege or, like, that cisgender privilege because, like, my heart really, really went out for the people that uh, were part of the LGBTQ, like, in church. Like, it was not easy Mm -hmm. because, like, obviously heteronormativity is, like, a thing within society, but, like, in church, it's, like, there's no other option. Like, it's just, like, it is what it is. And to hear things, like, especially when I did the Tough Topics with my youth group, like, people raising their hands being like is being gay a choice or uh like are they born with it and these this person's like sitting there probably like quivering being like fuck fuck like they're talking shit about me mm-hmm. <laughs> like you know talking shit. They're talking shit about like me. literally the like bare bones like they're literally like roasting your existence yeah like, they are just yeah and it's just it's a lot yeah i can't like it's hard when you try to like balance even like your beliefs so to balance you're very like core like I just yeah and yeah like even my point before about like choosing yourself or choosing God like that definitely felt very very real for me yeah and that's on a like a line that's like I'm straight (laughs) I'm like cisgender and I'm like yeah like I'm just like outwardly like I'm pretty accepted with society other than the fact that like I'm oppressed for other reasons um Mm -hmm. And, like, for someone who, like, I'm someone who, like, very much rides on the idea, like, you have to be yourself. Like, you have to be yourself. And, like, something that I learn along the way as I'm, like, trying to learn is, like, I don't have all the answers. But an answer that I do have is, like, <laughs> this is so corny. But, like, truthfully, like, I think that if you're not being yourself, like, in ways, like, it is disrespectful to God because it's, like, they made you the way they wanted you to be mm-hmm. okay so like fuck all the haters okay like they're not god like your pastor like on like some real shit your pastor's not god and sometimes it for some reason like subconsciously it made me feel like they were a god like whatever mm-hmm. they were saying was like set in the books like they're right you're wrong lydia and it's yes. like no i'm right i'm the way i am because god made me the way i am and god is right <laughs> yes so God didn't make a mistake, okay? And, like, honestly, everyone, like, you need to realize exactly what Lydia said. Like, your pastor, your, like, whoever your religious leader is, is not, you know, your... It's not God. You don't yeah, need it's to, not your yeah. God. 
it's not and that's why you know you might have to go to a few different churches to find one that you like or that you really identify with because like she's like it's it's not that's not the hot now that's just i have i'm speechless yeah no be yourself who gives a fuck (laughs) okay no seriously (laughs) like i just always struggle with that like yeah yeah. wow (laughs) take a moment of silence um Another question that I had is like one time when I was um, in youth group, my pastor says something like it was a statement. It was like your relationship with God determines everything in your life. So I want to know what your thoughts were on that. Um, Basically, what they were saying is like your belief in God determines like who you're going to be friends with, um, what you're going to study in school, what your job career is going to be like, who you're going to marry, all these things. So how do you guys feel about that? Do you think it's a true like, statement? Like, it's 100% determinative of your, like, entire life? Like, yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. That's the simpler way to um, say it. I just said, I took the long I way mean, around. Yeah. I get, like, I get it to a point where, like, you are empowered through God to do certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I would not have probably gotten through universe. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, things like that. But it's, like, you can't just sit there and be like, okay, well, Jesus, take the wheel. Yeah. And, like, oh, like yeah, be, yeah. like, a passive actor in your life and be like, okay, well. <laughs> yeah. So I find, like, that it's, like, partially true, but, like, you said, like, so in a junior youth book, um, one of the main topics that we talk about is confirmation. Mm -hmm. So I feel like you're going through life and you, like, you have free will to, like, go through life as you wish. Mm -hmm. But, like, it's up to you to also look for God's confirmation and those will take you down certain paths in your life. Period. Yeah. Period. So I feel like I've had a lot of confirmations in my life and... Like, that's God. That's God telling me, like, you know, that's for you and that's not for you. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's also my responsibility and, like, I need to use my ability or, like, gain that ability to recognize what God is putting forth, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So I feel like, you know, your relationship with God will determine, like, if you're able to see those signs or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, like, to recognize, like, you know, like, when people say, like, God took this person out of your life, you know, like, mm-hmm. say like say a prayer and, like say thank you or like recognize that that he took it out of your life not to like make it a negative but that was a positive for you Mm -hmm. so stuff like that like just being able to recognize that like god is like helping you but it's not like you said like driving a car and you're in the back seat sleeping yeah exactly Mm -hmm. yeah yes i think yeah i think by that statement too they meant like um like how you feel about god is like how you're gonna choose your friends so for example like when i was a teenager and i was like you know, going to marry a pastor's son in my head. I was like, you know, going to mm-hmm. be a missionary. I going to go to Bible college. All these things. Like, all my friends were Christian. Like, I had You thought friends. you were going to go to Bible college? Yeah, I was going to go to Bible college. Like, y'all. Wow. I was a different girl. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to go to Bible college. Um, and, like, everything a part of my life was, like, predetermined. And it was surrounding the fact that, like, all these people around my life had to be Christian. Mm. Um, and I feel like that statement ranked to be true for me specifically in the ways where, like, when I was, like, at my most religious, like, everything in my life kind of followed with that. So, an example of that is, like, if you're really religious uh, and your friends are, like, going out drinking or, like, smoking weed. Like, I never smoked weed or, like, drank when I was in high school. And that's just be- a reflection of the fact that, like, I was really religious and, like, everyone around me wasn't doing that either. Like, mm-hmm. I spent my Friday nights at youth group. So, like, when other people were, like, spending their Friday nights, like, trying to get into frog, like, as an underage teen. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like in that way I did. And, like, I remember, like, never thinking I could date someone uh, who wasn't Christian or talked to someone who wasn't Christian. Um, which I think is such a big thing. Like, how do you guys feel about, like, dating outside your religion? I think I would, like... Date with like, purpose, you know? Yeah, like, <laughs> dating to Mary. I mean, I think, like, religion is the biggest barrier to get past in terms of marrying outside of some type of... It definitely is, yeah. um, ...part of your identity. So, like, I think I could probably do an interracial marriage before i did an inter religious marriage you know what i mean just because it's i think it's really really difficult it's like the core of your belief system like i don't know so also like like because religion like for us like we've all grew up grew up in religious like households like it also brings like structure and rules to the house right Mm -hmm. so if you have two different like mindset of like what's right and wrong Mm -hmm. then like the house is almost being ruled by two different rules of right and wrong right Mm -hmm. so like one of my 
like best best friends were two boys and the mother was Baha'i and the father was an atheist okay so like I just saw like different ways like the father would be like yeah yeah like your brother punched you like you punch him back and then the mom was like no like forgive your brother forgive your sister forgive your neighbor like just you know let it Mm -hmm. go so like those kind of things like I feel like if a household is divided like Mm -hmm. in faith like there's also like different rules and like yeah yeah I totally right. get that. Yeah. I think, like, yeah, I'm definitely more concerned. I mean, I think it's kind of a cop-out answer, but I'm definitely more concerned with the person that I'm with, that, like, their morality mm-hmm. aligns with me. And I guess, like, to some people, that um, is, like, a synonym for just, like, the religion. But as far as, like, the label goes, I don't – I'm not too concerned. But, like, I know that's a personal – like, I'm not concerned. But, like, to be like, hey, mom and dad, like, I'm marrying this guy and, like – I don't know. He's, he's Buddhist or he's oh, atheist. Yeah. Like, you know, like that would cause commotion. <laughs> like it would. Like yeah. truthfully, yeah. it would. And that's something that like I'm not even going to lie, like is like <laughs> one of my fears, like falling in love with someone who like it just I feel like that like my parents like are really against me, like be marrying someone who <laughs> like our certain backgrounds which is kind of fucked up but it's okay we're not gonna talk about that in this episode but there's some people where like my parents are like i would rather you not marry someone from this background that to me doesn't bother me too much but like i would be really scared about bringing someone home that um wasn't like christian mm-hmm. i just feel like like dating or marrying someone who is like not in your religion is okay as long as the other person is respectful and like tries to understand. Yeah. So there's like a level of respect and understanding from like both parties to understand both religions. Mm -hmm. Because then there's like not tension about things. Yeah. Right? So it's like, oh like I have a Baha'i celebration, like like will you come with me? And it's like, oh no, like I'm Christian. I can't come. You know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That kind of so like there needs to be some type of like compromise. Exactly. Yeah. Or like understanding. So like things are like Mm -hmm. supportive on both ends. Yeah. Do you guys ever feel like you get like looked down upon for being religious, or like maybe not now in your life, but like at a point where you declared that you were religious or said I'm a Christian or I'm of the Baha'i faith or whatever? Do you like have you ever felt like you were maybe like looked down upon? Mm-hmm. I've never. Like I've always been like really proud and like because like you said like you've never heard it since like you met me like. I always feel like, oh, like, I'm teaching them a new religion, like, in that way, like, I don't know. I just, I just, like, didn't feel special, but I just felt like, like, I had to be happy about it because if, if they meet me and, like, I'm the first Baha'i they encounter and I'm like, yeah, I'm a Baha'i, bro. <laughs> you know, like, ha- yeah. I have to be, like, happy about and, like, proud about, like, what I identify mm-hmm. as so that, like, your learning experience is good and, like, oh, like, I met her and she, like, reloved her religion. Like, I'm going to Google it when I get home, you mm-hmm. know? Oh, I see. Okay. I think it's more like, I think when you say you're a Christian, people have, um, like, preconceived notions pre- about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You took the words out of my mouth. Yeah, <laughs> preconceived notions. And, like, they have ideas of what type of person you're going to be like because of their ideas of what a Christian is supposed to be like. Um, especially when I was, like, younger. Like, I feel like in high school, if I was, like, I'm a devout Christian, people would be, like, okay, well, she's a prude. She's not going to drink. She's not going to do this. She's not going to come to the parties. She's not – like, you know what I mean? So I feel like with that, but then also, you know – there's a lot of religions um, are seen, like, traditionally seen to come down on, like, the wrong side or, like, yeah, the wrong side of things like re- reproductive rights or, like, um, socially, social and political, like, rights for women or, like, minorities or whatever the case may be. So I feel like sometimes people can have the assumption that, like, those are just, like, my beliefs as well. Mm-hmm. I think you know especially I mean? saying, like, you're Christian now. I don't know. Like, I don't want to say this because I... I do want to emphasize the fact that, like, I know that people who are Christian, including, like, myself, like, we do ride, like, privilege. Like, we have a lot of privilege. Yeah. So I don't want to make it seem like, boo-hoo, like, I'm Christian. But I think sometimes when you say you're Christian, it's almost like you're a Trump supporter. Like, you're, like, you're that right wing. Like, like you know what I mean? Evangelical. Yeah. Yes. The Amanda Bynes from, like, that one movie. What was it called? A? Uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's her name? Easy A. Easy A. There you go. A? (laughs) Um, I never felt okay. I definitely did feel like I was looked down upon 
for a very small amount of time. Yeah. I was an adult. Like, when I was, like, 18. Like, when I was, like, just leaving, like, high school. And I was, like, entering a world where, like, it wasn't just, like, high school kids being, like, okay, she's Christian. Like, she's on a party with us. But then when you go to university and you're, like, people are inviting you to club events and you're, like, I don't think I want to go because I'm Christian. Like, people are, like, what the fuck? Because everyone's mm-hmm. Christian goes to club events. So it doesn't <laughs> yeah. make a lot of sense. It's, like, very weird. Um, but one thing that I did notice is, like, um, when I was involved in church through my teen years, I felt like maybe it was just the church I was a part of or what. There was very much, like, a self-victimization complex where, like, Christians would talk about how much they're getting persecuted, which I totally get. Like, that definitely happens. But, like, it was never any acknowledgement of, like, the privilege that they wreak in the Western world. It was always much, like, like very much, like, people look down upon us and we need to shine our light and da 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 And I was like, I get that. But you need to, like, be so grateful for, like, all the things that you have in this world because, like, there's a lot of people who are part of a religious institution. They won't even get a job because of, like, whatever, like, they have to wear a turban, they have to wear a hijab and things like that. And it's, like, here you are boohoo crying over the fact that you told someone you're a Christian and, like, they're being, like, for lack of better words, like, I think there's a, okay, yeah, I think there's a difference between, like, being bullied and being, like, institutionally, like, oppressed. Mm -hmm. And, like, sometimes I felt like we were concentrating a lot of, a lot of our energy on, like, us being, quote-unquote, bullied when, like I would rather spend my time helping those who were like in situations that are like actually oppressed. Mm-hmm. On that note, um, I think we should wrap it up. That's been an hour. Wow, guys, yeah. this is a long one. This is a this is a long one, but it was a good one. We've been wanting to do this episode since like season one. But there's still so much. Yeah, there's still so much to say. But it's such a like a broad topic, and I feel like we've come from like three different. Like perspectives as well. Yeah. So like, there's like we could go on for two hours. Yeah. Yeah. This could I be mean, a reprise. Two. Yeah, it might be a reprise yeah. later, if y'all. If you guys like it, um, let us know. If we offended anyone, I'm really sorry. Um, I know that like religion is a really touchy subject, and also I want to um just like touch on the fact that obviously we can only speak on our religious um experiences. experiences. Like we don't have experiences with a lot of religions obviously so um if you have you know your experience with your religion that you want to share share it with us Mm -hmm. um because i love to learn and yeah thank you so much Ravita, for being on the episode yeah thank you for being like honest long time coming i've been waiting for an invite still yeah i'm dead (laughs) but this was a really good one because yeah Mavita, yeah this is a good one for you yeah anyways our takeaway is, like, you may not have it all figured out, but just keep on keeping on. Yeah, and whatever it, your, like, spirituality journey is, like, it can be personal. You can share it with others. You can share it with us. Yeah, actually share it, though, because I find that, like, once you just say it out loud, you'd be so surprised how many people relate to you. Like, I never felt like people related to me. But when I say things, like, oh, I used to prefer the church and, like, things just didn't work out for me, people are like, always oh, like, why? And then I, like, tell them. And they're always like, dude me too like recently i watched an interview of timothy de la ghetto and he was like in this i was like what the fuck timothy de la ghetto but literally he like went through the same thing as me like he was really involved with the church i was gonna become a youth pastor and i was timothy de la ghetto but anyways (laughs) (laughs) okay i'm not oh no just like what i'm saying is is like be honest about all the issues you're going through you don't owe it to anybody but if you want to like i'm sure there's someone out there that relates to you you're not alone in this journey we're all trying to figure it out we don't have the answers but come on we're just trying to find happiness and peace and god and hopefully you hey okay reach me album coming soon yeah okay follow us on instagram please at retweet podcast just like follow us on everything yep. thank you yep, 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 yep. okay bye See ya. bye